Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. And I'm happy to be joined on the phone by a Brisbane-based singer-songwriter by the name of uh, Ross Lavelle. Good morning to you, Ross. Good morning, Jonathan. Thanks for having a chat today. Well, thank you. Um, now, you've just released a, uh, a brand new song called Speaking Soon. Uh, sorry, Speaking Again. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, it's, I guess, a song that has come after uh, quite a musical journey. Yes, well, I mean, it is, is actually an old song. Mm-hmm. It's an early song of mine, but it's never been released. And so I was very fortunate to still have a quarter-inch tape master of it and did a little bit more work here, enhancing it, fattening the sound at, uh, at home on my equipment and then had it mastered, you know, so <laughs> it's an unheard song. I guess uh, in, in this time when people are uh, starting to come out of uh, isolation, the, the the term speaking again is uh, something that's probably well, in, yeah. st- striking the heart. <laughs> that That's why, you know, even though, you know, sort of only being locked away for a month or so, you know, I, I thought, well, this is appropriate because <laughs> it's a real, it's a fun song, you yeah. know, it's a very enjoyable song to sing, and it's sort of like, oh, let me out of here, I'm going crazy. <laughs> well, you yourself um, have been writing and performing music for a number of years, and uh, your style comes from kind of the uh, a folk music background, and who would you class as maybe songs that have inspired your musicians and artists? that have inspired you? Well, during the 60s, I, uh, I just found myself taking a, a real interest in, in song lyrics and mm-hmm. folk, pop. You know, and at that stage, I could actually quote probably hundreds of them. Yes, yes. So that's that's how I got sort of interested in it and, you know, just fascinated by them and started uh, writing my own lyrics when I was about 17. So, well, back to your question. I'm always <laughs> good at getting off track. <laughs> uh the, there's some cl- classic songs that I really love, but, you know, sort of like, say, 60s, Walk Away, Renee, the Beatles songs. I was a big fan of the Rolling Stones. My tastes even go back back further, you know. Um, I mean, I'm surprised to find it's songs like All In The Game, you know, which uh, Four Tops had out at one stage. Uh, you know, that, that's a song that's actually written or copyrighted in, uh, I think, 1912. Oh, right, wow. You know, and... Yeah, of course you have the songs like The Furies, uh, which came out about 1980, um, when you were Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that again, the original song goes back to 1898. Yeah, yeah, right. Kind of and that of course, recurring theme of, you know, music just keeps getting reinvented, I guess. Well, it's... Uh, Say you know most most major artists have you know, been influenced you know, sometime or or other, but you know it, it was actually common for a lot of uh, artists in the sixties, even seventies, to to uh, do covers of you know far earlier songs, completely different style. Definitely. Did did you grow up uh, musically as such? I know uh, that you. Um, grew up in northwest Tasmania and it sounds similar sort of uh, rural setting to where our studio is based here in Colac. Yes, yes. I, uh, I looked up information uh, on, on Colac. Yep. <laughs> you know, especially with 
morning, you know, but I had, you know, done some research on it. Yeah. And it was very, very similar because I was in dairy farming country. Mm-hmm. My parents were, were farmers initially near Burnie in uh, rabbit-infested hillsides <laughs> and uh, then uh, down near Smithton in the you know, very northwest. So, you know, it was very, very beautiful country and, uh, you know, I loved the sort of seasonal change, which you don't get in, in Brisbane. No, it's definite uh, a sweeping change from uh, almost one climate to another. Mm. So we had, yeah, it's, well, that, that's family farm, that uh, second farm that my parents were on was actually set up by my by my grandfather mm-hmm. and uh, he's noted for while he's digging ditches, he, he found uh, the skeletons of a thing that used to be called a notatherium, but it's, I can't remember, it uh, starts with a Z now, but it's a, sort of like a giant wombat about the, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, six, six feet high yes, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. You know, from supposedly about, you know, 150,000 years ago, but uh, he found the only complete skeletons of them. He, in fact, he found three uh, over the years, and uh, one's in Melbourne, original one, I think, is in Launceston Museum, and the other one in, in Hobart. So that's, uh, you know, his claim, claim to fame, but he was sensible enough to realize that it wasn't just old cow bones <laughs> <laughs> oh that's incredible yeah it was a peat swamp you yes know, so yeah, obviously yeah. sank down sort of thing they had to dig, dig dig all these ditches by hand to drain the place mm-hmm. that's how he found them my goodness <laughs> so must be a lot more <laughs> trapped in there quite possibly it's that uh uh, the the generations that have um, wearied away the the rock that uh, yeah there's some amazing finds these days. So yeah yeah well you know, very beautiful very beautiful countryside and uh, you know it certainly has has an effect on you growing up sort of like till I was seven you know yes down there. yeah definitely you know, sort of because you know you're very formative years. Uh, With the style you know, of music that uh, you produce, um, kind of the storytelling elements and things like that, do you do you feel that um, some of those childhood memories would be coming through with uh, your songwriting? Well, certainly. I think it's more an attitude, mm-hmm. more a romanticism. Yep. Yeah, and that was affected later by sort of uh, interest in film themes, the old classic ones, you know, sort of Gone with the Wind or... Laura, things like that, and of course in the sixties you had like you know, love theme from Romeo and Juliet, and Summer of Forty Two, that sort of stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of, I suppose you know, it's been said of other people, but kind of like a musical magpie. <laughs> <laughs> and every idea I've had, I I think, oh well, I'm writing a country song, and it ends up being something completely, completely different. different. Well, well, this particular one has uh, some sax in it, which uh, you don't hear uh, often in uh, tunes being released today. A lot, a lot of music is all, you know, drum machines and things like that. So it's it's great to have um, more traditional mu- musical instrumentation. Yes, yes. Well, uh, as I said, it was a, an earlier recording, but now I've of course, yes, gone yes. back even further to, you know, just back to where I started, which was... Voice and guitar. Yes. Yeah. Nylon string guitar. 
Well, we, we might talk a little bit about um, the fact that there has been a bit of a gap in between uh, some of the early music that you were creating and today, because um, your musical career, I guess, had to be put on hold due to uh, an autoimmune disease. Yes, well, that, that certainly, you know, I kept sort of plugging along trying to do things. In fact, during that period, I was fortunate to get a, a, a minor release of an instrumental album in Canada. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I worked when I could. But but certainly that that threw things about because uh, for quite a while, I, uh, well, it took me a long time to recover physically, but also really knocked a short-term memory. Yes, yeah. And... I found even after 10 years a surprise that I could start to remember phone numbers again. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's certainly not an experience I'd recommend, and one of the, possibly one of the worst aspects of it uh, is because you've got to, they've got to monitor your, your breathing because mm-hmm. that's the last thing to go. It's sort yes, of, yeah. You know, paralysis starts sort of like at the peripheries, you know, the feet it works and hands, yes, yeah. face. And it works down, and you know, then you've got to go on a ventilator if you, yeah, if you can't breathe for yourself anymore. And I just missed out on that. But one of the worst aspects is because of that, they can't give you any effective narcotic painkillers. Right. Oh, they no. can't really give you any painkillers. So yes. you're in extreme pain. You get a thing called paraphrase. Like my legs felt like they're out, left out in the snow somewhere, yeah. yep. and yet they'd be. You know, actually, quite hot. Yes. So I could only I could only get comfortable by uh, they they gave me these um, lambs wool rugs. Mm-hmm. So I had lambs wool underneath and and above because I, I couldn't stand the sense of my feet on the colder sheets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend the experience to anyone. <laughs> Definitely not. It's a very humbling. Yes. Well, I, I know that uh, you said that got this great appreciation for the people that have uh, been there for you and supported you through um, what is, as you just said, something that uh, sometimes people don't don't recover from. It becomes a, a permanent part of their, their livelihood or, or then lack of it. So it's related to polio. And as you're talking there about the, the breathing, do you feel that perhaps having a background with uh, singing perhaps has uh, assisted with, you know, lung capacity and being able to uh, to battle through it? No, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think that necessarily helped, although I was certainly doing <laughs> a lot of breathing. Breathing exercise and stuff. And, and that's one thing that you, you're forced to do in the hospital because yes. <laughs> checking your breathing every hour or so, getting you to blow into this thing to make sure you've still got enough um, force and yeah. exhaling. And... Uh, I don't know, I just I was going through a very stressful time and, you know, it just seemed my body was saying, you know, you've got to, you're, you're going to have a rest whether you like it or not. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I think, you know, I've got very strong faith, so mm-hmm. I certainly was doing a lot of praying the first time <laughs> in there. <laughs> after, after that, I was in such pain that it was very difficult to, <laughs> to do anything like <laughs> Well, uh, we'll we'll take a listen then. Thank you so much for uh, for having a chat today. Um, this particular tune, speaking again, as you said, is a, a, a tune that you'd worked on earlier, but have uh, since been able to prepare it for for release. Mm. Um, did you want to uh, elaborate a little bit around uh, the the messages of it, or well, it's, 
as you as you mentioned, it's I put it out because uh, just that sort of feeling. I just felt it was really appropriate for being released slightly definitely uh, here in Queensland from from a complete lockdown. Yes, yeah. and being able to see people again. But that's all. The original inspiration ca- uh, actually came from a, the title of a, a magazine. Just the, you know, it was actually about two two people in Africa, right. who'd, uh, or two nations that had been at war, you know, and decided instead to start talking, talking to each other. <laughs> so that's where it came from. And then the you know, I can even remember where the kind of first verse came from, sort of, because I, I leave things in my head, and then you know. The subconscious seems to work on them, and you know suddenly that you know it's good to have you back to hear you laugh. You know, came, yeah, and it's just really about getting back together again in you know very uh, after some sort of perhaps conflict or you mm-hmm. know, crossed wires. Shall we say? Yes, yes, yes. And you know, being being able to have that friendship again or romance, whatever it happens to be. Excellent. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to have a chat this morning. If people uh, want more information about your music, is there somewhere they can uh, they can head? I'm putting things up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, and uh, I'm on Bandcamp. You know. Yep. So, you know, so I'm quite e- easy to find. We'll definitely be putting links to uh, all that up with the song on the, the 9 to 1 Facebook page. But again, thank you for uh, having a chat this morning. And well, it's been a great pleasure talking to you. We'll, uh, we'll play your tune now. This is uh, Ross Lovell with uh, Speaking Again.